This is Coaches to the Moon, the only podcast you need to skyrocket your coaching business and create true impact on the world. Here's your host, Alex Morris. Welcome back to the Coaches to the Moon podcast, everyone. And uh, I'm here today with Sally McGrath from Health at Heals. She is a vitality coach. She helps professional women to overcome perfectionism and overwhelm to get out of uh, control freakism and to stop being busy for the sake of it and instead find more satisfaction, more energy in their career. And I'm really excited to have you here today, Sally. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks, Alex. Great to be here. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And uh, we're both in Sydney just doing our best at the moment with the cards we've been dealt. How are you feeling? Oh, Alex, you know, I'm human like everybody else. I have my moments where I would just love to go and have a, a coffee with a girlfriend in a coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. Um, or just, yeah, just go and have a nice meal somewhere or even travel somewhere. <laughs> but um, that said, you make the most of where you are and what you've got. And um, health is is my passion. So that is one thing that I'm sharing uh, with my clients and um friends and family at the moment. So um, how to stay um, mentally hygienic, I guess, at times of um, extreme pressure and stress. Mentally hygienic is a very, very cool way of looking at it. And actually, uh, so you do work with those professional women and mostly driven women. Um, And like coaches who are listening to this podcast, they're often quite self-motivated people uh, to get out there and do stuff. But at the moment, being in this constant stream of lockdowns and restrictions and uncertainty, it can be tough to self-motivate and keep that fire burning. You, however, you do have this beautiful sense of positivity on social media. I love your uh, frock up Fridays where you pop a nice dress (laughs) on, uh, even though you're not going anywhere. Um, I'd love to know, to kick this off, is that your base level are you able to maintain that optimism and uh what can a business owner a sole trader stuck at home do to pull themselves out of one of these tracky dacks and netflix lockdown funks Um, that's a really good question alex and um and and i guess that's how frock up friday did did start um it actually started in lockdown um for sydney last year so I found that um, it was all too easy to stay in the um, the active wear, as we've um, colloquially started calling it. Yeah. Um, and I thought, you know, I've got all these beautiful shoes and beautiful dresses and I can't wear them, but, um, yes, I can wear them. Who says you can't? So um, I just thought, bugger it. I'm going <laughs> to put my good shoes on, put my, you know, do my hair properly, do my makeup properly and um, just go through the wardrobe and um, and then I just took some photos and I was sending them to friends and just for fun saying haha you know why don't you dress up and we'll hop on zoom and have a chat and then I just thought you know what I'm going to share this because we're having fun um, and I'm sure you know other and just encourage other people to dust off their beautiful shoes and and for the guys um, and those great dresses that are hanging in the wardrobe. And I think, too, from a um, certainly a psychological element as well, as far as health is related, it just made um, me aware of also um, moving, exercise and my whole mental picture. 
um, because, you know, during that initial phase it was, um, as, as the word is, is used, unprecedented. Mm. And um, it, I, it was a whole new world. So I thought, well, how can I flip this? Um, and in coaching terms, I call it reframe. So it was very much about taking a pretty ordinary situation and looking at it and thinking, okay, how can I reframe this? How can I take something good out of this and fun and enjoyable and share it? So essentially that's where Frock Up Friday came from and it just flowed on to create that awareness of um, mental resilience, mental hygiene, caring for yourself um, and just really looking after yourself. And then that ripple effect, you look after yourself and others see it. So that's where it all started. <laughs> Amazing. So almost the um, accountability of trying to lift other people up was what helped you to keep going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm also a believer in, um, you know, I'm human and therefore I do have days where, you know, it's it can be a bit, bit tough or something gets me down or frustrates me. And um, I do indulge if that's the right word. Um, I do indulge when need be in uh, what I call the five-minute pity party. Mm. So, so that's where you're allowed to laugh, cry, whatever emotion comes to you. Because sometimes, you know, when you want to, when you're really stressed, you will laugh, but it's not necessarily a good laugh. It's more of a, I don't know what to do, so I'll laugh. So it could be laugh, could be cry, could be punch your pillow, um, scream. I've had clients say they scream that you know they've just let out these blood curdling screams just to release. Um, so you ha- you allow yourself to have that five minute pity party. Um, all the negative things come out. You just release and purge that negative energy and negative feeling. Time it so you literally you know on your phone set a timer, and the minute that goes off. It's like, okay, I need to reframe now. I've, I've let that go and how am I going to move forward? That's really interesting. I find it really hard to meditate. I've, I've always been called kind of ADHD and always moving and never sitting still. And so I've struggled to meditate. That sounds like a great way to reset. Actually an active meditation almost, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But it's, yeah, it's just releasing all that, um, all that build up of anxiety and tension and pressure and anger. So Does that help you run your business? Absolutely. They're less and less now because I get so much joy from working with clients and, um, and seeing clients progress through, um, through my program. Um, and, and I think, too, you get to a point where you just you just do. You have a sense of calm and you learn to just navigate, you know, the, the ups and downs. You react very differently once you have the tools in place to, to manage them and navigate your, your um, responses to them. It's a choice, really. It is. Uh, I, I feel that speaking with you, you're an authentically very happy person which is why a lot of people are drawn to you to, to search for more of that. So that's awesome. So I want to talk about actually the, the clients you have and uh, the work you do with them in, in your programs. So you work with a lot of professional-driven uh, women and they identify as being really busy. We've, we've talked a lot about how people these days use that idea of being busy and under pressure, almost like a, ba- a badge of honour. And uh, we have a lot of 
you know, business owners and coaches and consultants listening to this podcast, um, what advice would you give to someone who feels like they need to be going a million miles an hour 24-7 to achieve what they want? Stop. (laughs) First and foremost, stop. And really start to identify why. Why do you have to do this? Is, Is anyone saying you have to do all these things that are making you busy. Um, And then are you actually busy or are you so swept up in that mentality of being busy that anything else that is asked of you or given to you or you um, reluctantly or resentfully say you'll do, is, is that essential? Um, and are you are you just taking it on because you you're just so swept up in this cycle you don't know where to stop, and that's where I find busy has become a badge of honour, um, but also very dismissive, and, and that's that's my deeper concern about busy because busy is detrimental to fundamental life to lifelong happiness um, in in what I call the primary health area so busy will integrate and um, and just bring down quite honestly your whole life so redefining what busy is is one of the big things that I break down uh, with clients and all of a sudden um, once the um, once that that light bulb moment is happens um it is it's like i'm actually not busy i'm just flooded um and that's what busy does it floods the brain thinking oh overwhelmed too much going on and therefore you just i'm too busy and so you shut people out you shut everything out um and then that leads sorry i was going to say how do you how do you reframe busy You, you like to reframe Yep. How would you reframe, yep. I'm so busy? So I, I reframe busy by going, well, where's the productivity? If you're so busy, then how can you actually be productive? And how can you be present? Uh, are you going through motions or are you actually aware of what you're doing? Um, and, the, and as I said when I started the, um, this, this podcast, stop. And that is one of the techniques I use um, in, in the program is actually stop. What is actually going on here? And um, I find that a really powerful way um, because we're so used to go, go, go. And when you actually stop, people actually pause like, like we just did and, and not sure what to do, where to look. So it's actually a very powerful technique in itself. Well, it is funny that you acknowledge that pause because we both knew it happened. And the natural, you know, response to that is to fill the gap of silence in a conversation. But I think a lot of business owners and career-driven people will try and fill any gap in their life because they feel like they should be doing something. And I really used to have that. And I find it even now, 
I'll be, I'll, I'll keep saying to my wife, oh, I'm going to do a bit of work tonight after dinner. And I never do. I just kind of feel like I should. And then I don't. And, uh, and then I feel bad that I didn't, but it's okay because I wouldn't have gotten anything done anyway. So I'm a pretty prime client for you half the time. And the other half of the time, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm okay with, you know, moving at the pace I'm going. So really, really interesting that you acknowledge that pause in the conversation because you speak a lot slower than I do. <laughs> and it speaks to probably how you uh, approach the rest of your life. I can, I can speed up when need be. <laughs> well, that's the other thing, right? It doesn't mean that you're not going to be productive and not ever get anywhere. Yeah. You yeah. can uh, make um, movement with intention rather than just for the, for the hell of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just creating that awareness as you identified, Alex, you go, you, you think, okay, I'll have family time and dinner and oh, after dinner, I'll do some work. And it, it's actually good to hear you saying that, okay, after dinner and then reframing to use that, um, that word again. Actually, I don't need to. Mm. Um, and, and giving yourself that gift of time, whether you do something, whether you do nothing. Um, but you don't actually need to work. Um, and and that's, that leads into that busy as a badge of honour. What are you, oh, I'm working after dinner, oh, I'm working till 10 o'clock. It's not essential. I'm not, and, and you know, I'm, I'm certainly an advocate of um, working and being productive and progressive and obviously, you know, I'm, I have goals and ambitions and I coach very ambitious women. Uh, however, there needs to be what I call a work-life synergy. So you can lean into those busy periods or those hectic periods, as I like to call it, but then you can pull back when it's not as hectic and things are, are much more um, in, in um, a synchronised format. So there, there is that ebb and flow. It doesn't need to be that frenetic, hectic, intense busy <laughs> mm. um, pace all the time I think it comes from um, for a lot of coaches and a lot of solopreneurs like us that sense of scarcity that sense of oh I need to constantly be, be delivering to my clients because we think we're as important to them as they are to us but I often think I'm doing something at night and I think if I don't get this done tonight this client's not going to notice they're not going to care if I do this tomorrow or right now because they're not on their computer right now. <laughs> they're, they're at home with their family. And so I, I've been through the ringer as a, as a busy coach, as a desperate kind of up and down. Now I'm getting to that comfortable point. Everything you're saying is so spot on, especially work-life synergy rather than work-life balance because you don't believe there's such a thing, do you? No, I don't, Alex, and that's something um, that's something I'm happy to um, to bait, and and I'm quite emphatic about it. In fact, it's a term that I just prefer not to use. I'll use it to identify and um, illustrate my point, but I really do repeal at the thought of work life balance. It doesn't exist. This is my second podcast today, and the other ladies I was interviewing are both mums with a business and. I asked for tangible advice for parents running a business and they immediately said balance is bullshit. Oh, wow. I love them already. <laughs> yeah. 
doesn't exist. Who are these women? <laughs> <laughs> they're, yeah, they're Lou and Shay. They're fantastic. They're, uh, they're, they do what you do in a very different way. Awesome. I love it. About coaching. So um, moving from that into the effects of this busyness culture, this hustle culture that we're in, uh, you talk a lot about burnout as, uh, as this, I don't know, uh, you talk a lot about burnout as something that affects way too many people these days, uh, but it is a word that gets thrown around a fair bit, probably at a lot of different levels. But you you show all, all the symptoms, all the signs. So how can people listening identify if they're just working too hard, they're experiencing that actual burnout? And, and do you have any flashcard solutions for what they can do if they feel these symptoms coming up? There, there is some really good um, um, flashcards, as you like, that I, that I like to use. Um, and the, the key ones, I guess, are complete disconnection um, and no, there's absolutely no joy. So especially related to burnout, the, the complete disconnection with, with life, with, um, with family, with friends, even remedial tasks like shopping, um, grocery shopping become hard and and just like oh, you you actually start to resent them because I just don't have the time I don't have the energy um, everything becomes a burden. Um, there's often um, there's often um, 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 sorry there's often brain fog as I as I say <laughs> that <laughs> brain fog associated with um, with burnout. Um, and there's there's that complete um, cognitive um, malfunction. So the brain is constantly flooding, therefore it's not working um, at its optimum. So and the cortisol level um, is is obviously working over time to um, in response to um, to counter that. So um, physical um, for physical well-being goes out the door so there's just no time for any 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 self-care as far as um, movement not even exercise just basic movement um, and one of the things I find really staggering is that it takes longer to do tasks and work that has usually taken you know half the time mm. so you're spending you're actually spending longer um, for example at work um, to do tasks that don't need to, um, you know, that usually would take you half that time. Um, and, and just the complete um, adrenal fatigue is, is often, um, is often a, a, a sign that you're burning out. The sad thing about this is, Alex, so many people think this is normal. They think they're just a bit stressed and they've normalised feeling stressed out because they don't know any different right i suppose that is very true that is very true and you you more so notice these days when you're not feeling stressed out than when you are yeah like when you go on a holiday and you sit on that balcony for the first time and you think holy mackerel i got nothing to do right now it's unnerving it is you feel like you need to fill a gap Correct. 
So what do yeah. you do? And you, you feel adrenal fatigue coming up. You feel yourself getting apathetic about work and exercise. What do you need to do at that point? I think taking taking some time out definitely is um, is something once or I take a step back actually identifying it is really really challenging for some people um, and it might be covered by oh, I've just got a cold but that cold will linger hmm. so those those small ailments I would say are one of the key triggers to be aware of so if you've if you know if you've got a sniffle and it just lingers for months and months then that's a sign that you do need to take some time out. So I would highly suggest taking some time out. And, and that means actually disconnecting, not having access to email, not having access to work. Um, for some people, I know that will be a huge challenge. Um, I have one client that told me she took her laptop to hospital. Right. <laughs> after, after fainting due to you know, complete overload, overwhelmed, burnout, essentially she wasn't aware of it, but her body just said, okay, I've been giving you signs, but you've done nothing, so I'm going to shut you down. She ended up in hospital with her laptop. Um, so once, once, um, once those signs are identified, then absolutely disconnect, completely disconnect for as long as you possibly can and get some support. And that support might be a coach, um, it, it nine times out of ten will probably start with a GP, which is great, but you need more than a GP. You need what I call a support network. So, um, you know, when I when I went through this, I had um, I had you know physical well being. I had yoga people. I had meditation people um, or connections just to start to build options for me to trial I didn't do it all at once I just thought okay I've got to start trying stuff and at first I resisted I didn't want to do it so I get that you know there's this resistance and reluctance for help um, but as you break things down you see the improvement and often what happens is that we've made life so complex that um it's unwinding that complexity and bringing in simplicity. That's a lovely little soundbite. Unwinding complexity, bringing in simplicity. Obviously easier said than done, which you did acknowledge for a lot of people. Say someone's feeling burnt out, like I'm listening to this. Sally, I'm at home. I've got a job to do. I've got the kids here. I'm burnt out. How do I disconnect from all this stuff? You're just talking nonsense right now. What do I do? <laughs> First and foremost, identify and acknowledge. It's, it's a lot and it's not failing. I think that's what keeps people propelled in this cycle is if they put their hand up and say, I can't do this anymore, it's failure. It's not. And, and that, that is something that um, that I see time and time again. Oh, I'm a I'm a bad wife. I'm a bad mother. I'm a bad partner. Um, I'm not fulfilling my commitments at work. I'm never going to get promoted. There's all that pressure on yourself. So the first thing I would I would strongly suggest. I was going to say beg, but there's no point. Strongly suggest is take the pressure off yourself. 
that is the first step to moving forward. We put so much pressure on ourselves, men and women, um, without even knowing half the time. And um, and I have have some other words associated with that, the shoulds. Mm. Um, and the expression I have is stop shooting on yourself. Um, the Very word dangerous sh- word, should. It is. It? it is. It is. It just immediately says expectation. Um, yeah. Expectation of self. Yeah. I should have done that or I should be doing better at this. I should have X amount of clients by now or X amount of money saved or especially when you're comparing on social media, but that's a whole nother conversation, right? <laughs> Indeed. A series of podcasts to get into, but that's, that's Indeed. all really, really beautiful advice. And um, it, it is coming from, you know, uh, someone who's actually living it right now, you know, because I think a lot of people have been equalized by these lockdowns. And so often it's quite easy to hear from an expert to say, oh, this is the way I recommend you uh, deal with that problem. And then people think, oh, I can't do that. But the, the fact is at the moment, you're at home running your business in a lockdown. I'm at home running my business in a lockdown. The people listening, some people have parents and family and kids all around them and it is a uh, we're all equalized so i think you're really really walking your talk there as best you can as well absolutely yeah which is cool which is why this whole thing feels very authentic and i, I do believe that people can make a start on what you're suggesting they do which Indeed. is yeah. no i think it's really cool i, I had a, i had a sort of a, a more tangible business question for you, but I don't think it fits the vibe of the podcast anymore. So I, uh, <laughs> I think what you've said has been awesome. It's been really, really helpful for a lot of people. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you about that on a separate podcast on another day. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll get into the nitty gritty of it. That's been really, really lovely, Sally. Um, you've got your four-day leadership reset coming up in a few weeks' time. Do you want to tell us a bit about what you're hoping to achieve with that? Absolutely, Alex. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, it's something that has um has been highlighted. I think it's it's always been there, but it's certainly been highlighted by um the lockdown pressures, and um, it's what I call my core four. So we effectively um take caught the one uh, four of the um, core four primary elements of your health. Um, and when I say primary elements, it's everything that nourishes you that's not not found on your plate, um, of which I'll elaborate more in the um, in the program. But the core four. So we take um, your physical um, well-being, we take your relationships, um, and we take the element of joy, which a lot of people have just completely forgotten about. And, and then we also factor that into your career because I appreciate that um, as an ambitious woman myself, career is a, a primary driver for, um, for the ladies that I work with. So we take that and we just give you the hope and identify that you can make changes and it is possible to get out of this normalised cycle of busy that leads to burnout. Uh, so after four days, I'm confident I will leave you 
in much, much better condition than I find you and um, well on your way to, um, to leading a life that you're, that you're thriving and you have the tools to navigate the way forward so you can manage challenges and setbacks. Amazing. Well, I'm sure you'll do that. And uh, you always leave me feeling better than the way you found me. So thank you for that, Sally. I think you're going to help a lot of people through a very difficult time and beyond. So Sally McGrath, Health at Heels, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Uh, everyone listening on Spotify or watching live on Facebook, it's been a pleasure having you here. And Sally, once more, thank you so much. Thank you, Alex. It's been a pleasure. Really appreciate it. Really enjoyed talking to you today and uh, everyone listening. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time and peace out. Coaches to the Moon will be back next week. Until then, reach us on Facebook at To The Moon Digital Marketing.